Welcome to the Christian Contractor Podcast. Christian Contractor Podcast. A show created for kingdom-driven Christian contractors that are focused on scaling their business in God's name while positively impacting the world around them. If you're ready to ascend from a contractor to a purpose-driven business owner, we're here to serve you. Here's your host, Brandon Guthrie. Yeah, so like in the contractor world, margins are critically small, right? Right, like, and and uh, you know the net profits and stuff. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, and 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 a lot of contractors believe that's the only way to do business. Is like, oh well, I have to be cheaper than the other contractor. Yeah, right. So many do. You need a you need to focus on building more value, whether it's in your brand, whether it's in your solution, or both, right? And whether it's in building more reviews or your marketing or whatever it is, like you need to be build more value and be okay that that you're not the cheapest price. Right. 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 Like if 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 you have a buyer like me, I'm not looking for the cheapest price. I'm looking for the overall, right? The overall package. Yeah, prices prices, uh, I guess a, a variable that I'm looking at. It's something that I'm looking at, but it's not it's not the end all be all. And as as contractors, we tend to, and I've I've fallen into this trap before, and so I know I can speak to this. Is like we tend to believe that we have to be the cheapest in order to win the business, right? And that is just a flat out lie, right? Right. I've I've come across companies that are offering, you know, a solution that's way less than ours. We end up winning the business because we build more value, right? And and we have the we have the reviews to back us up. We have the we have the the marketing, the branding, the the flyers. We built value in that process, right. and we've learned the pitch. We've learned confidence in our solution, mm-hmm. and and so um, we're able to to make the money that we want to make mm-hmm. uh, per deal, right? Wow! And we're okay to lose on, out on business because that's not our customer, right? That's not our customer if they want to just penny pinch us all the time, right? So what's an exa- What's a good um like so, orange to, comparing orange to apples. Um, yeah, I actually was just talking to uh, a contractor earlier this week who they're like, yeah, well, you know, the way it works is we get we start bidding and you know we negotiate the price. They say it's too much, and I say, okay, let me start working on the price. It's like, what's going on? So for that person, you obviously worked on creating a unique offering for you to be a blue ocean. Mm-hmm. So. Given it like you don't have to give specifics, but just like kind of like take maybe you would take two things, put them together, and then have that be the unique offer, yeah. right? And or like how would someone uh, like remodeler or roofer or like what would they do to create a package that's like unique? Well, you got to find a, and that's a good question. I mean, like it's a million dollar question. It's a million dollar question, right? Literally, I mean, it is, and 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 it's it's. You finding your own unique niche or your own way of doing things or whether it's hey if you're a if you're a flooring contractor I don't know I'm just throwing I'm just throwing if you're a flooring contractor but you you really focus on the baseboards as well I, I don't know right okay. like okay. so it's like hey I, I'm doing your floors but this is this is the technique mm-hmm. of how we do the floors that nobody else does mm-hmm. right or this is a patented technique, or this is a patented process, or this is our proprietary formula for whatever, right? Um, it's it's being something that nobody else has, right? Okay. Right, being, being you know, I wanna have, if I have the secret, the secret sauce is having the secret sauce. Right. Right, I have the solution that is better than any other solution, and I fully believe that. Right, I have the secret sauce to what you're looking for, and so the only way to get the secret sauce is from me. Mm-hmm. Right, this is my secret sauce. Right, you it's like, hey, like I, I have a barbecue sauce. You like the taste of my barbecue sauce? Well, guess what? Nobody else makes this barbecue sauce. This is my barbecue sauce. Mm-hmm. Right, and so so often, and I see in the in the the contractor world is is like. There's so many companies that are literally offering the same thing and they don't differentiate their value uh, in comparison to another company. Right. And that doesn't mean talking crap about another company. 
That just means say, hey, like we are the only company that does this in addition to our HVAC tuna or in, a, in addition to our floors or in addition to our turf, whatever it is, right? We are the only ones that do this. You wow. can't get this from someone else, right? And when, when you become that person and companies buy in or Pete or companies or customers buy into what you buy into that belief that you have that you're yeah. the only one with that yeah then they're gonna buy from you and they're gonna buy from you at your price not at their price right right because you have the proprietary solution oh man right bam mind blown dude that's awesome if you can become that in any way shape or form and like i think i think it's uh important to say like not ev- like you said not everyone's your customer right so yeah. not everyone's gonna like that only us like okay cool that's not for you you have to be okay with it's not about being the best that covers all salute all ideal all all clients all customers it's being the best in one set of customers right and being and those customers are all going to see that and be like yeah that's awesome i see the value and I'm gonna go for it who is it that says carbon niche so small that only you can fit into it yes right like be that I mean and constantly be adapting constantly be improving on your service right but don't like I think it's critical like once you start the, the whole the whole idea is yes you want to compete against yourself and you want to continue to improve your offering but it's like why compete against another company when you don't have to right there there are going to be customers that go to company B right that's that's part of that's just part of capitalism yeah right yeah um, and they get to choose to they get to choose to spend their dollars wherever they want right but you get to choose there's no rule that says that you don't get to choose the customers that you want right right just like customers can choose the company they want companies can choose the customers they want and you can choose the solution like if you start believing that you need to get everybody out there to buy your product then that's when you're going to fall into the trap of of offering the same products that commodities offers yeah so I, i spoke to some a remodeling company in florida who does, it's a unique approach to resurfacing and refinishing uh, kitchen counters. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it's their niche is like elderly people because they can't really you know they're on social security or yeah. whatever and they can't quite afford the full kitchen remodel. They like created a proprietary approach to like being able to resurface their kitchen counters and like make it look different, but it still be really affordable. And they're the only ones that offer that. So yeah. that came to mind when you said that. So it's like, what's your version of that? Right? What's your version of that? And, it, and it, it doesn't have to be big. You could start small, mm-hmm. but you know, and, and every, every trade is different. Every industry is different. Um, but own your own your solution, mm-hmm. own, own that package that you're going to offer. And by doing that, you're going to have a lot less discounting. You're going to have a lot less you know, the race to the bottom as far as price. And then when you go to do accounting at the end of the year, you realize you didn't make any money, mm. right? Like, and that's a big thing in, in, in contracting. Mm. There's so much of this stealing from Peter to pay Paul type of mentality, Yeah. right? And, and it's like, why? Mm. Yeah. Why, this is a business, we're running a business. And if right. you think you need to get every customer out there, mm. then then that's a that's a trap that you need to get out of as fast as, as, fast as possible. Wow. Crazy. So, and, and maybe could it even be as little as if you can't come up with the new next invention? Maybe could it even be like the way that you service the client? Maybe like, oh, we're the only ones that actually like make sure this is this is lame, but like make sure that we literally clean the room and make sure it's cleaner than before we left, like guaranteed, or literally pay nothing. Or something weird like that. You know what? You know what? Um, I've been and there's there's a couple gas stations that have done this, right? But like it's as simple, like if I was a gas station owner, right, and I had a several gas station lo- locations, I would my my thing would be like, yeah, we're offering the same goodies and we have the same price of gas, whatever, right? But I would make sure that my bathrooms 
were the cleanest bathrooms than any other. And I have to have someone in there constantly cleaning the bathrooms All right. because that's, that's the gas station I go to. And guess what? I wouldn't even, if I knew that that gas station had the cleanest bathrooms, I wouldn't even look at the price of gas, mm. especially if I had to use the restroom, right? Like right. I would go there right. and I would end up buying gas at a more expensive rate, most likely. Mm -hmm. And I'd end up buying a few goodies just because they had better bathrooms. And it blows my mind to see all these gas stations out there and very few of them have even went down that route, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's crazy. And, and that's the thing is like, one thing you're here is like, well, I, I can't, with the margins we're making in the gas station, I can't, I can't hire a guy to do that. Well, that's the point, that's the point <laughs> right? You don't have to be price competitive as much because you're gonna get a group of people that will go to your gas stations mm -hmm. because they value cleanliness over price, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Um, wow. And it's the same thing in, in contracting is what do you, if you if people don't believe that that your value matches the price, then that's when they're going to negotiate, mm. right? Mm -hmm. But if if you built enough value in your solution, right, then price becomes a it, it just becomes a, a non-issue, right? As much, right? right? Price is just what we believe things are worth, mm. right? And that's the thing is like in that gas station, you know, scenario, I wouldn't. Yeah, I would pay an extra 10 cents a gallon, 20 cents a gallon. I wouldn't even care mm -hmm. because I value going to a clean bathroom right. over over spending a few extra bucks on gas, right? Wow. Um, and that's and that's that's how you build that's how you build a business. Don't fall into the trap of of doing things the way everybody else is doing. Find your own pocket. Wow, that's Find your huge. Own pocket. So that's the secret sauce. If you want a secret sauce. Build your own brand. Build your own solution. Boom! There it is. So, yeah. And then find a way to market it, right? Find a way to find a way to get it in front of people. And uh, which yeah. is the next question? So, so, dude, what are you doing, Rex? You've obviously you're doing awesome things, amazing things. You've created a unique solution. You're creating a great culture in the company and the brand. You have a big vision positive impact in the world, not just a billion dollar company for the sake of million, making a billion dollar company, but also doing positive in the world, which is amazing. So I think everyone is like, yeah, okay, we want Rex to be, to hit that because he's gonna do good. We can all get behind that. So what are you doing with digital marketing? And like, how are you getting in front of people? Uh, what are you doing to get these eyeballs? You're obviously getting eyeballs, you're getting people to connect with you and giving you the chance to present this new solution. So what, what are you doing in the marketing space, digital well, space? We're using an awesome company to you know, help manage that for, uh, for us. Um, you know, I think, I think you might actually be the CEO of that company, but. Oh, what? Uh, <laughs> are you sure? Are you um, no, but in, in, all, in all seriousness, um, we started down, and this comes down to that being adaptable, right? Um, it, we were doing more just word of mouth, more, more direct sales type of uh, type of an approach mm -hmm. in the past, and it built our business to a certain level, right? And we, we saw a lot of success doing that. Mm -hmm. um, and it, and at some point, it just felt like this glass ceiling just we couldn't get past this barrier, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And and uh, I remember going to um, our head of sales, and I'm like. I am open to anything. I am open to any other ways of getting business, right? And maybe in the past, I, I finally hit that point that I'm like, okay, we, we, we kind of did the same thing, same results type of, of, of thing for a while. Would you mind elaborating on, so what was that direct response and what was the ceiling and how did you feel stuck? Yeah, so I mean, we were doing, we were doing door-to-door uh, -door direct sales um, or you know cold calling type stuff. Um, okay. And and one, I mean, just just the recruiting game of getting qualified guys that that go out and can build value on the doors. That's that's a grind in itself, right? Yeah. Uh, it's tough, and but there are a, there are a lot of people that can do it, and um, and we tapped into a lot of those people, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's still a very viable way of, of, you know, 
in creating business and, and finding business, right? Okay. So uh, I'm still very much an advocate for doing stuff like that. Uh, part of the strategy. As part of the overall marketing strategy, right? right. That, that uh, you know, not everybody responds to the same marketing, right? Some, right. some might mar respond better to like direct response, some more branding, you know, some more just flat out selling, right? And going to their door and knocking on their door and just kind of cold approach. Right, that's the old fashioned way. And it, and it still works. Like I am, I can you know, basically testify that it works. Right, like I, we built a multi-million dollar company on the backs of that. Um, but we got to this point where retention and and just, we just couldn't get past, you know, the level. I don't even know what the level was in the, that. I honestly don't know. Like it, it wasn't, it was just like, it, set, it seemed like we were stacking is really what it came down to. Did it feel like you couldn't get enough people to knock on enough doors and there weren't enough homes and it just felt like you weren't making progress? Like revenue-wise, I mean, did you feel, was it like, a, I don't know the numbers exactly, but it felt the same? It or felt the same and there was some stagnation and there was like, there was a, there was a lack of certainty, right? Mm -hmm. and, <laughs> um, I think we, we were having a conversation about certainty oh, yeah. um, yesterday, and, and so there was a lack of certainty. It's like, hey, um, these guys could just decide not to go out, and that that could affect our business, right? Oh, and so deliverability with like digital online, it's gonna deliver the ad. Yeah. But this person may or may not do what they're supposed to do. Yeah, and, and, and I can't, at the end of the day, I can't control that. Right, um, and so on our side, it's just getting enough people in, and and hopefully the numbers work out, and it works. It does work um, as part of the strategy. Right, diversification is important. Right, it, um, yeah. and and so so there, there was just a lot of things. We were growing at a lot slower rate than I wanted to. Mm. We felt a little stagnant. It became a little mundane. Mm. It became a headache. There was a lot of headache to it. And that, you know, to a certain extent, that's business, right? right? There's headaches in business. There's things that we don't always want to deal with. I right? met Damon John last week from Shark Tank, and he, he was like, yeah, it's, you know, it's really tough when you get started. He's like, it's tough when you end, too. Yeah. It's like, so, speaking of that. Yeah, so. it's, I mean, it's just, there's, there's, I mean, it's just part of being in business is having to, to tackle some, some, you know, to, to, overcome hurdles and to deal with headaches and there's things that that don't go necessarily the way you want but anyway back to this marketing right we uh we we just got to that point and uh, uh i was like you know trevor i am open to anything like i want to we we we've had these goals we have this vision and we're 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 growing at a rate that i'm not happy with um and and that has kind of gotten a little stale, a little boring, and in our approach. Mm -hmm. And I'm ready to start making some moves, yeah. right? And and um, and so we did. And, and <laughs> Trevor, uh, I love that guy. He, yeah. um, he awesome. he started he started uh, doing some legwork and really looking into things and bringing ideas to me and and. Um, and we started down this digital marketing, in, in this digital marketing world, right? And we were just kind of white knuckling at first. We were kind of figuring it out on our own. And we, we, had, we had subscribed to some courses and we, got, we had some help you know, at the beginning to, to kind of just get us initiated into that process. And, right. uh, and then we ended up meeting you at uh, Funnel Hacking Live and, yeah. and, the, and the rest is history. And, and we're gonna continue to expound on on our digital approach, and we're going to continue to grow with it because it's the future. And it, it, you know, there's there's always you still need to diversify. You still need to to create that certainty in business. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's a predictability that comes with online marketing for, that that I I haven't had mm. in the past. You're like, oh, sorry, a little right bit. there. Yeah, like I mean, there's there's definitely fluctuations. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's it's a little more predictable, right? And wow. and uh, it does require some more, you know, uh, more of an upfront investment for sure, right? Um, 
especially on us. I mean, to get to the levels that we had to, to replace what we were currently doing, we had to start off with a pretty big budget. Um, right. You know, but it doesn't. You don't always have to start off with a big budget. You can start off with a, you know, a smaller budget. You know, in everybody's minds, that's different. Right. Um, and then grow from there because it does work it I mean digital marketing works and and it's the way of the future yes and that's one of those things it's like just because your grandpa did it this way um, word of mouth I hear oh I'm, I'm just a word of mouth contractor yeah. why yeah why I mean unless you just want to be small that's fine but if you want to be big you need to start looking outside of word of mouth yeah. my word of mouth will only get you so far right Right. We got so many years on this planet. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And 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 yeah. I mean, word of mouth is, is yeah. It might create some consistency, and that's awesome that you're to a point where you're getting enough word of mouth business. This means you're doing a, a good enough business that where you you are getting word of mouth. But if you want to be big, you gotta you gotta start looking outside of the outside of the boundaries of word of mouth because there's a lot bigger world out there. And that, that kind of ties me back to the small town is like in the small town, everybody, it's almost like the, the mentality is, is like, this is the only town in the world, right? It's like, it's the only thing. It's like, oh, like, why would you want to move out outside this town, right? It's like, but once you get outside that town, you realize there's a massive world. There's literally the entire global population, like 3,000 people is not a lot of people, right? That's, that's nothing. That's yeah. that's like Great not even a, that's not even a speck. Yeah. Um. You know, in on this world, and 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 sometimes that's that's my response to word of mouth. It's like that's just a you are barely even like making a mark on the surface. Because once you start getting outside of that, like it's a it's a a lot bigger world. Yes. So. Wow. That's huge. So, digital marketing is like getting you off that taking you and getting off the spec and exploring more of the world, more of the opportunities out there. And um, so obviously you talk about diversification and we're talking about, you know, continuing to diversify and figure out how we can strengthen the foundation of that digital footprint, right? Mm -hmm. um, dude, so that's that's huge. So you're doing, you're doing that and that's going, how's it going for you? And then, I want, then I'll circle back to, oh, I'll say this, how's it going? How's, like, what are you seeing? What's happening? I mean, we're seeing um, return on ad spend almost 2,000% on our return on ad spend, right? Um, now we have the sales capability, we have a sales team. So there's there's things that we, there's structure that we've built to be able to, to capitalize on our marketing. Right. Um, so I'm not saying that that's the type of result everybody's going to get. Right. Um, the better you're able to sell your solution, the better your return on ad spend is going to be. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's going awesome. It's it's making us millions and millions of dollars. And, How's that? And honestly, it's shifted our whole growth plan. Mm -hmm. Now with with digital marketing, we could we we could we have more control of our destiny, and we can say, hey, we want to go to. Austin, Texas, mm -hmm. and we can we can throw out ads, and yep. we can we can create marketing around that, and now we just have to find guys that can can sell and fulfill, right? Right. But right. as far as the business, the getting the business side of things, which is always the hardest part of a business, mm -hmm. we have a little yeah. more control over that, right? So Dude, that's awesome. That's awesome to hear that uh, you're getting epic results, right? Awesome return. Awesome experience, uh, and so then you talk. You were talking a little bit about funnel hacking live there. So, dude, yeah, we met at what's the story? So we met where, and then where are we going in a month? Tell me a little bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> so we met at funnel hacking live, um, and, and Brandon, he was just like super chill. He was just sitting there, and we had this guy. He's a little bit of an oddball. I mean. Bless his heart, uh, a little bit of an oddball, and he was trying to get um, to earn our business. And he just, you know, it's one of those situations where we didn't really, <laughs> there wasn't much of a connection there, and he was a little bit aggressive. And Brandon was just there, just just offering all types of value. We were asking him questions, and he's just giving us answers with no, 
with no expectations of, of earning our business, just, just providing value to us. And, uh, and I remember leaving that and I was talking to Trevor and he's like, man, that brand is cool. We need to, we need to figure out a way to work with him. And anyway, so long story short, you know, we're, we're now, Brandon's managing all of our online business, uh, marketing and, uh, but next month, we're going to be walking the stage for the two comma, two comma club, what? two comma award. Did we Babe Ruth that? Uh, you know, Babe Ruth? Yeah, yeah. Well, I wasn't too concerned about getting the two comma. Um, yeah. You know, I wish we would have, because you know, we were using a different platform for half the year. Um, because if we weren't using a different platform, we'd be walking the stage for the two comma X. Right, yeah. but that's the real, that's the next one. But oh, no, we're gonna, gonna be skipping the X, we're gonna be going straight to the C, so. Calling a shot, Babe Ruth so, over here. Babe Ruth in it, for sure. Dude, wow, So, dude, well thank you so much. I appreciate you, Rex. Uh, it's been an honor uh, to work with you and your team, the, the way that you guys carry yourself and how authentic you are and genuine, you know. A lot of people talk about honor and integrity and respect um, and it's just like a cool tagline by their logo, but they don't actually walk the walk. They just do a bunch of this. Yeah. And so, you know, hats off to you guys on, you know, being able to, to bear that and with authenticity. Um, and it's been an honor to work with you guys and just want to say thank you. Likewise. And it's also an honor to work with someone that truly wants to make a positive impact in the world that yes, uh, money is a tool and yes we want to bless our families and our friends around us and the world around us um, but you also are into it for impact and creating a better life and like when i saw you when we were talking about branding yesterday and about the vision and like the mission and i saw your eyes light up when we were talking about things like don't quote me on this guys but you know protect your kingdom or like something like that i could see in your eyes like that's like that's that that fills the hole in my heart you know and you guys have already started going down that route so uh, the fact that you're into that it's it's an honor to work with you guys have like, a purpose behind what you're doing right? a purpose a purpose a vision a purpose bigger than just making a buck so uh, it's a i'm very honored and i i will, will be lucky to be even a tiny part of the journey that you have ahead you know, uh, with Odin, I just know that Odin's got a bright future, and even if we could be a tiny part of that, that would be a huge blessing. And uh, just thanks for your time here. I know Thank we you. got a lot of value here for our listeners. If you have any questions, where can we connect with Odin or, or you? Um, well, I think it's at Energy Pros or is our Instagram uh, at Odin Energy Pros. Sorry, and then our website is www.odin.energy. Um, and, and, uh, you could always just send me an email, <laughs> W Lindsay, and that's L I N D S A Y at Odin.energy. If you have any questions, if you want any feedback, um, I'm not amazing with email, but, uh, I'm happy to help you out. So email, website, pigeon, whatever you gotta do, get connect, get connected with this guy. He's My awesome. name is Rex with a W, W-R-E-X. Uh, I'm not too hard to find on some of the social platforms because uh, that's a pretty unique spell. So. Yes, dude, thank you for your time. Appreciate you, appreciate your heart. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. All right, so dude. Rex, my man, what's going on? I'm super pumped to be here in Arizona and here at your headquarters, Odin headquarters, Odin Energy. Super excited. I'm very thankful for you allowing me in here. Um, and you guys have an awesome operation, multiple locations, three, now four now, and expanding to the nation. I know that's next. And Odin has an awesome mission to impact the, the world in a positive way not just about making a couple bucks, but do it in a, in a way that is, I don't know if this is a, don't quote me on this, but protecting your kingdom yeah. in, in a way, uh, improving that, you know, your, your family's life, your home life, how can we improve that? What can we do? Your home is your safe place. 
how can we make that as magical and as beautiful as possible? So Rex, appreciate you. My man, you're doing some awesome things. And I appreciate you being, taking the time. I appreciate it. I appreciate you uh, thinking of me for this interview. And, uh, you know, I, I, uh, I'm humbled by you wanting to interview me. And, uh, and I guess the story of Odin and, and what we're doing over here. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Yes, for contractors listening in, I mean, a lot of you are aspiring to do good things in this world and grow and bless your family, but also the world around you. Um, and Rex has been doing this for quite some time now, and he's achieved a level that many people dream of. And I, I'll let him speak on it, but it's probably a big combination of his mindset, his drive, and uh, the way he operates. And we're gonna talk a little bit about that today because we want you guys to get value from Rex, and Rex wants to pay it forward and be able to help you guys reach another level. So this is the secret sauce right here. You listen to this guy, he's doing it. Like, bust out the notepad, bust out the pen. He's gonna help you guys improve your business. So Rex, first off, Odin Energy, awesome company, amazing culture, amazing energy, amazing future of that I know Odin has for sure. So give us the story. Tell us how, where, where to come from, who are you, and how'd you get here? Yeah. So, um, I guess I, I guess I, I'm gonna have to take it back to I guess to the origins, right, of of who I am and, and uh, kind of the story that got me into um, this business. Um, I grew up in a, a small town in Utah, mm. right in the cent center of the state. Um, and uh, when I say small town, it, it was a small town, uh, you know, less than three thousand people. Wow. Um, I had a hundred you know, a hundred people in my graduating class and, and, um, you know, I, I guess even at a young age, um, I, you know, being, being in a small town, first of all, I'm grateful for, for, for that, you know, for growing up in a small town, for the, mm -hmm. for the, um, for the things that I was taught, the, um, the principles that I was raised with, right? Um, that's huge. Yeah, I mean, Saturday was work day. Saturday was chore day. We had to do chores. We would go out, work with my dad, work with my mom, um, and we lived in a. It seems like it seemed like a perpetual renovation. As soon as we got as soon as we got one house done, then you know my mom would have a crazy idea and want to buy another house, and then we would renovate that house and. And so it seemed like we were always in some sort of a construction zone. And so at an early age, um, you know, I, I was able to learn um, at least how to, how to work and, and, how to, and how to use my hands to a certain extent. And, you know, I have, a, I have a twin brother who's much, much more talented than I am when it comes to building stuff and, and uh, uh, doing that stuff. But uh, um, I guess that's the foundation of it all. The guy in the ad, right? Yeah, the, <laughs> yeah, the guy in the ad. That's right. Um, but uh, uh, you know, that's kind of the foundation. Is just just my roots, right? Um, I was raised with, uh, um, in my opinion, um, you know, with a good direction. I was taught. I was taught how to treat other people right, to respect other people, mm -hmm. and to to work. Um, but one thing the small town doesn't do a good job with is is um, is a is you know really thinking big and mm -hmm. and going and going big in the world and that's one that's one that's one of the downfalls of being in the small town is is there's a resistance to that type of thinking mm -hmm. um, and almost kind of an impossibility mm -hmm. you know type uh, that's impossible type mindset mm -hmm. um, and so. You know, at a young age, um, probably in high school, I I really didn't see myself, you know, coming back to, you know, the name of the town was Monroe. I didn't see myself coming back. I knew I wanted to get out um, and and uh, pursue, pursue something bigger, right? Mm -hmm. And um, 
hits you. The bug hits you. The bug hits you, right? And I didn't honestly, I didn't know what I wanted to do, right? I knew I wanted to to achieve big. Um, I initially I thought that was to go to school and become a dentist and to you know to you know make dentist type money, right? And uh, thought it might be to go to school to be a dentist. Well, I went to school um, and I was pursuing. The dentistry route, and uh, no I quickly found out that that's not that's the, news to me. What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. Uh, I quickly find out that that was not my uh, that was not my future. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, I, at that point, that was the biggest I was able to think. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. It w- wasn't until I was um, I was out of the of that bubble of a small town that I was really able to open up my mind and really see opportunity and and and, and let my and let my mind go to to those those levels. Uh, and and I still have work to do there. I still have a lot of room to grow as far as mindset and uh, as far as possibilities and, and you know I'm one of those believers that think you can accomplish anything. But uh, but I have to come a little farther farther to believe that I can accomplish it. Yeah, and so, um, so that's kind of yeah that that's the root of where it all came from, right? And as far as as far as Odin, um, as far as um, Odin and starting Odin, um, yeah, bridge the gap. The bridge the gap, right? So I, I you know I, I got out of the small town. I actually served a church mission in Hungary. Um, And that gave me a different perspective, right? I was able to learn a different language. I was able to meet with um, and and learn to love, you know, the Hungarian people, and I still do. Um, And and when I came home off that mission, I, uh, you know, I went back to school and I, I started just dabbling, right? Dabbling in different opportunities you know, in cells, and I, I got into, you know, Utah is a big, it's becoming a big software um, mm-hmm. uh, state, uh, and especially in, in the Salt Lake area. Um, so I got into that a little bit. And with a, with a good friend of mine, we, mm-hmm. we, uh, we were building a, a, a software company. Oh, so that's, we have background, you have background in software, obviously, with a little bit of software you've been working on in Odin, so, okay. Yeah, cool. yeah, so, I mean, that that kind of, um, you know, I, I, I do love and appreciate technology and, and uh, what it can do for us and the efficiencies that it can create, and so, mm-hmm. um, but, uh, so that, that we, we started building this company that, uh, that um, allowed anybody uh, out there to learn um, different courses and there's other softwares like that at the time when we were building it there it was a very very hmm. new new idea new concept and, and long story short um, it just didn't it didn't work out um, for various reasons um, we didn't have the funding we didn't have we, we had some developers quit on us and and that's what got me into direct sales and and uh, kind of Getting into the space of, of construction, I, I went I went out to San Diego and started selling solar panels, uh, mm. and and that led me to go to Las Vegas and sell solar panels, where I found a lot of success there, which mm. led me to starting a solar uh, solar sales company, um, and then shortly you know, a couple of years after that, um, I had two partners in that company. I um, ended up breaking away from them and starting this company. Um, and we, we initially started selling and installing solar. Um, and that led us to, to, uh, energy efficiency, which, you know, the attic has a, has a lot to do with energy efficiency and making the home, you know, perform better. Um, and that leads us to where we're at today as far as really just focusing on attics and ducts. So, Dude, crazy. You you came from a humble humble beginnings and uh, got that. I feel like that that personality and character that was rooted in you early 
the thing that makes you different than probably so many of your competitors, at least I'm in this space, you know, obviously I'm, I'm niched in this space myself and I, I interact with tons of people in a similar position and it, it's, uh, it's not common to like walk the walk and not just do a bunch of this, you know, oh, I'm so honorable and integrity, but it's like, do you really do it? And how do you, how do you carry yourself? So that's been a big, I know uh, that's a big factor, I think, at the level that I've seen um, that contributed to you know your success so far is having that and carrying that through and through and uh, that's cool so you got into it software every hey it's only a failure if you didn't learn from it right yeah there's huge learning experiences look you got into solar sales you learned there and then you created your own company like you 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 I saw this one picture. There's like a person on one side. It says a guy with a stack of failures on his head, and then the other guy that's succeeding, he stacks the failures as steps yeah. to get up higher. So, well, and, and honestly, like without that, um, without that falling through, I, I mean, I probably can honestly say that I won't be here today, mm -hmm. right? And and uh, hey, maybe had that been a success maybe I'd be you know somewhere else with someone with someone else doing a doing an interview right but you don't, you never know and, and all you can know is where you're at now and what got you here and, and I'm grateful for that and right and uh, you're right you can't look at it as a failure it's just, it's just another step along the journey and we're gonna have we're gonna have other steps we're gonna have other things that we're gonna have to navigate around and, yeah. and hurdle over and, and that's just that's just part of life. That's part of business, and mm -hmm. especially in the construction space, right? oh, yeah. especially in the trades. Um, yeah, there's a lot that gets thrown at you that uh, you don't. You have to. You have to be adaptable. Yeah. So. Yeah. Ever changing environment. Yeah. For sure. So, big time. That's huge. That's huge. Uh, all right. So let's get into the secret sauce. Let's get into some secret sauce. So, you know, if someone that is in a similar space could be energy efficiency, could be insulation, could be solar panels, could be remodeling, kitchen and bath remodel, could be additions, could be landscaping, HVAC, roofing, it's all very similar. Mm -hmm. um, obviously it's different in their own respects, but the way that I think that you operate your business is going to be the actually the thing that is so much it's the same between all these different trades and what can make the biggest difference in your growth so Rex is obviously um, dude 15 million dollar company I mean and and growing and I and I know that uh, you know you've actually hit bigger numbers than that but he's being humble and you know, using humility, practicing humility here, uh, dude. But that's a huge feat, that's a huge accomplishment. I know there's contractors listening in that haven't even broke their first seven figures. Um, and I think that a lot of that, well, I'll let you speak to this, but I think a lot of it's mindset, right? And how you carry yourself, how you operate. But with that in mind, let's pretend that person's in this room right here, right now, and he's, you're asking for advice like hey Rex what do I do how how do I get like it's it's kind of tough for me to grow because of XYZ excuse 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 probably right yeah hiring uh, you know supply chain this that the other like what what's your advice to that person to be able to get over that hump at least the seven-figure hump I mean you kind of hit the nail on the head as far as mindset right like it I mean, life is a game of persever perseverance, right? And and uh, I think it was Alex Ramosi. I was watching a video of him. It's like if you can if you can wait for the results ninety days after the action, right? Then you're gonna you're gonna find success. If you can wait a year, you're gonna be even more successful. Five years, you're gonna have tons of success. ten ten years, you're gonna be a legend in the space, right? And you know. Obviously, I paraphrase it. He said it much, much better than I than I can. Um, those were his words, and and um, and I and I believe that's true, right? Like, um, 
I, I also, um, in another in another world, I, I, I try to do a little bit of uh, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. I just got into it, um, and nice. and um, and I, I have a background in wrestling, so it's kind of been fun to to scratch that itch a little bit, you know. And, cool. and um, um, don't mess with Rex. <laughs> the the owner of the of the school I, I've been going to. One of the very first times I, I went, he uh, you know this guy's a just a complete athlete. I mean he's athletically he can do anything and he's from the Bronx he grew up in rough you know rough beginnings mm. and you know humble rough you know he's he's seen things that I can't, can't even think about seeing and he talks about how you know in, in our society we we think knowing all this information and learning all this information out of books is 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 the sign of intelligence and and he says I think that's bullcrap he says, I, I think that the true sign of a genius and, and the true intelligence is being able to adapt, mm -hmm. right? When things are thrown at you, right? Wow. And, and, and being able to be nimble enough and not so stuck in your ways that you can't look at something from a different angle, mm -hmm. you know? And, right. um, and uh, I believe that's true. Like it hit me, it hit me really hard when he said it. It was like, yo, if you can't, if you do not have the ability to adapt, you will die. Yeah, and and uh, because this world every day changes something, you know, something changes, and and oh. some days it might affect you, some days it might not. COVID but recession, this, that, the other. It's not we grew stop. in COVID. Our company grew in COVID, and and um, some people ran away from the fire, and you were running towards the fire. Well, it's it's that whole analogy of what buffaloes do in the storm. Are you familiar with that? Mm -hmm. So buffaloes in a storm, in order to get past the storm faster, they they head towards the storm, so that they pass through it. Whoa! Right? Um, that. That's that. That's a real thing. I think so. <laughs> wow! <laughs> I heard that that's the other cool. day, and I'm like, it was super powerful. Wow. Right? It's like mm -hmm. we, we can we can try to run away from the storm, and, and it's probably going to still catch up to us. But that means you know we've exerted more energy by doing that, or we can just go straight through it yeah. and and beat it faster. Wow! Right, that's and, a good one. and I steal that. <laughs> I mean, you might want to fact check it, but yeah. <laughs> I'll make sure but I did hear that the other day, and, and regardless of whether that's true or not, um, I think there's a powerful uh, analogy there. Right? Mm -hmm. Is is um, if we're if we're trying to just you know run away from some of these changes and trying to do things the same things that we've always the same way we've always done things. Mm -hmm then we're gonna continue to get the same results and, and at the end of the day, there's gonna be someone that passes you up, there's gonna be someone that can offer a better value. Mm -hmm. there, you know, and and because you're not you're not trying to to change to you know, to what the world is it basically asking. Mm -hmm. Right? Right. And, and right. Uh, you have to be able to to listen to listen what you know and, and yeah I mean and and you see that a lot in the construction space and the trade and and I think that's one of the advantages that that I have mm -hmm. is because I have a tech yes I have a small town background but I have a technology background mm -hmm. and I understand that um, you know that's a very crucial part of our of our future and it's it's, it's a crucial part of today right mm -hmm. 100%. and and in technology you have to be constantly changing Right, I'm bringing in a different perspective. I'm not the guy that, you know, his dad was an HVAC tech and the grandpa was an HVAC tech, so I'm an HVAC tech. That's that's not who I am. I, I brought in a different perspective um, to the construction world, um, or you know, in, in in our case, you know, addicts and ducks, um, and I'm seeing it from a different angle, not just the way my grandpa used to do things. But the way that the world is requiring us to do things, mm. and you know, and, and so I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it, it's funny when you say that. I, I, I'm recognizing a pattern because I've seen uh, multiple people doing quite well. Obviously, the cream of the crop, the one, the top one percent of people that are doing well are. People, I mean, I just identified this pattern of there are people that are kind of from outside the industry, you know, so maybe they're not so stuck in their ways 
And so maybe someone that is kind of from the industry um, or feels like they're stuck, it's like maybe you should just try to think like bigger or different, like step out of the industry. Yeah, yeah separate yourself from the actual inner technician or the inner whatever. Um, separate yourself from that and be and, and, and try to see things from from more of an outside perspective. Uh, that could that could help you see things, right? Mm -hmm. And and um, so I mean, as far as you know, um, the secrets and the things that have, have made me successful. There's a lot of things that ha has happened that has uh, helped us achieve success and continue to achieve success, right? You say 15, 20 million dollars. Yeah, in revenue, that's that's kind of our going rate right now, mm -hmm. but I believe we're a much more valuable company because of the assets and and the systems that we've uh, that we've um, implemented and we're continuing to implement. Mm -hmm. um, Just get to, started to to be able to grow into 100, 200, 300, a billion dollar company, and 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 the sky's the limit for us. We're we're going places. We we have full intention of growing across this nation into Canada and potentially even further than that. And, and yeah. uh, wow. you know, and so it, it's all about, and that's that's the type of, you know, the thinking that you have to have if you want to be successful, if you want to be big, you know, whatever, whatever your level of success looks like, you almost have to think two steps bigger than that, three steps bigger than that. Because the reality is, 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 I mean, not saying that you can't achieve what you're thinking, but it, it's that whole, and, and whether this is right or wrong, I don't know. I I'm just a I'm just a person, right? Mm -hmm. But if if you if you shoot for the stars, you might land up in the moon type of thing. And and, and uh, I'm gonna try to get to the stars. I'm not. My goal is not the moon, mm -hmm. but it, but I have a lot higher chance of reaching the moon if yeah. if I am shooting for the stars. And if I'm shooting for the moon, I don't have that high odds of getting to the moon. Right, if that's right. where I've limited myself. Right. Right. So it's like if you want, if if you if you want your business to be a million dollar business, then you need to start thinking more on the level of five to ten million dollars. Right. Right. What's it going to take to get there? What, what's it going to take to get to five million dollars a year? What's it going to take Ooh, to get to ten million dollars? That's a good one. That's right. a really good one. Literally, that's a mindset shift. And I think we can both agree that so much of it is probably mindset. Right. So. Literally, instead of focusing on this close object, which is the seven-figure object, look past it at the five million-dollar object. And I think I'm sure there's some kind of human science psychology that's like when we aim for seven, our body like compromises and like, oh well, at least this is halfway, so I'm gonna let off the gas pedal. But if, and if you focus over there, it does that same thing, but then it throws you way over your original goal. So. That's a great takeaway, you know, audit yourself, what is your goal, and then double, triple, quadruple well, that. And then shoot for that double, triple, quadruple. Right? Actually, that, that, that's your goal. Right, right? not like a fake goal, like a it's real like, goal. No, it's like, hey, like, but you have to set your sights, right? It's like if you're, if you're um, you know, <laughs> being from a small town, I, I uh, grew up hunting a little bit, right? And if you're shooting at, at the deer from you know from a distance, right? You have to you have to aim a little high because that bullet is gonna fall, that bullet is gonna fall over some distance, right? Okay. Um, and it's kind of the same thing in in business and goal setting is like, hey, you gotta you gotta calibrate that shot. You gotta aim huh. at a level so that you can hit that target. Okay. You know because I mean we don't know what's gonna what's gonna fall into our paths. Um, and, and, and sometimes they're out of our control. Sometimes they are, we have full control over it. Um, but what we can, what we can control is how we respond to that. Right. And, and how we have set our mindset and, and where we've set our, our aim. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and sometimes there's a detour. Sometimes we're not going to hit goals in the time frame that we set up. Right. Right. I mean, I know that's happened a lot in, in, you know the in the short career that I've had, right? Mm -hmm. But you got to think big, 
the mind has to expand if you want if you want to achieve levels of success if you're if you're thinking making one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year you're gonna make the most you're gonna make is one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year right that's the most you're gonna make chances right. are you're gonna probably make half of that right 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 if you're thinking a million dollar a year the most you're gonna ever make is a million dollars a year right yeah. but if you're thinking a billion five billion ten billion well and if you end up on a half a billion yeah. right I mean, you're still way, way further than anybody else, mm. you know, because of, of just that mindset. And, right. and, and, it, and it's, it takes time to develop that. And I, like I said, I still have a long way to go mm. in my personal belief. Like, I believe people can achieve anything they want, but mm. I have to believe in myself mm. that I have the capability, that I'm worthy of, of that. Right. You know? and, and so that's just... That's just growing constantly, growing myself, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So, jeez. So I think that's huge. I think for for one big value, one big takeaway is like shift your sight. If you're trying to hit a million, go for five, go for ten, and actually go for it. Like, hey, worst comes to worst, you actually hit it, right? Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, and then what you're probably gonna have to do is like, oh, let me think differently, like logistically, cash flow wise, this, that, the other, investments, credit lines, like you're gonna change everything to adjust to that new goal. So that's already a huge one. And I feel like a lot of stuff, it's easy for people to say, oh, well that's easy, but it's like, are you doing it? Like all this content, all this value that we ever bring on this podcast, it's, I always say like everyone knows everything, right? Yeah. But are you doing it? And sometimes it takes hearing at the right moment, at the right time from the right person for you to finally take action. I know that's how I am. I, I read books hundreds of times so it can hit me in a different way at a different point in my journey. So for those of you listening in, you know, uh, audit yourself. Are you doing that? Are you setting your sights high enough? That already is gonna change how you enter into every single day, every single objective that you hit in your business. So that's huge. Mm -hmm. So that's so that's some good, awesome mindset stuff there. So they're at 500,000, 750,000 listeners and they want to get past that million, aim aim bigger. Um, any, any, other, any other practical advice that we can give them um, that that's maybe maybe a little bit more which that's actually the most important is the mindset but just so people can also get some tangible some tactical even like hiring while uh, you've dealt with a lot of people um, maybe some of these contractors only have uh, they have an, maybe an admin person a project manager and, and some subcontractors and let's say they have two team members like and are they being held back by any logistics or what what do you got yeah, so, um, I mean, obviously having a team and, and the right team is important. Um, that's actually a big thing, right? Um, so maybe that's what... Well, I mean, that, I, I think that, that goes without saying, right? Like, um, I think the biggest thing, some, so, some tangible, practical things that you can implement today, mm -hmm. right? And mindset you can implement today, but it, it does take time to really fully believe in that, in that dream. Right. Um, and that just takes, you know, learning and developing and, I mean, but things, something you can take today and that, that's something I, I actually pride myself in being pretty good at is, is be different, right? And don't be afraid to be different, right? Well, one thing I preach and preach and preach to our team is we want to be the apple or we want to be the orange, not the apple. Right, so when we're going to sell uh, our solution, that we don't have really a, an apples to apples comparison. You know, now there's an apple to orange comparison, mm -hmm. right? And we're to, we've created a package, we've created a solution mm -hmm. that not you know that contractor B mm -hmm. is not offering. Mm -hmm. And so now when it comes to a bidding war, like my my advice is. Don't set yourself up to getting bidding wars all the time. Right. One that's draining, and and now that becomes a race to the bottom. You have to discount your prices. You have to, you know, 
you you have to build value in your solution and you have to be different in your solution and and believe in your solution um and and when when it comes to how you want to price your 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 solution now because nobody else is really offering that same solution you can price and you can put some more uh, more margin on it and and you can build more value in the solution and we all know in the construction and the contractor world right margins you know with all the overhead are small 